My name is Dwayne Default, and welcome to Selling SaaS, a daily podcast that's built to get you quick hits of the best advice from the top experts for go-to-market strategies, sales, and product-led growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you learn more, get better, and execute in 10 minutes or less. Now let's get into today's episode. You know, it's unfortunate we've had quite, I don't want to get into the topic of layoffs and all that stuff because I feel like everyone's talking about it, but it's just, it's sad to see, but it is the nature of our own doing to a certain extent in a lot of different ways. It's hopeful and following that path of wanting to do really good. So it wasn't like, I don't believe that anything was ill-intended. Investment world, it has its reputation for being cutthroat environment, but it's like everyone's got good intentions, but it's sad that things end up the way they do. And you said a second ago, the reasons of why we get here don't really matter. It's like how we, what is our path forward after that? And how do we choose to go forward? And if we continue to make the choices that we do in these tech businesses, then we're not going to get out of it. Like we have to kind of turn the corner on really starting to pay attention to what's good data. What does efficiency mean in a go-to-market process? Like how do we better define what product market fit is outside of go-to-market fit? And then is there a difference between go-to-market fit and customer market fit, right? So it's, I think it's just, it's kind of going back to brass tacks and foundational business operations to really start fueling the mindsets of like how we go after things. One of the conversations I find myself having all the time is the differences between people's perspective on time horizons. When think back a couple of years ago, you could see articles and podcasts that were talking about 18 month to 24 month timeframes when it comes to launching things. If you now it's like, if you talk about anything past six months, people think you're lazy. And so I, I, we kind of need to go, we need to go back a little bit to what we know works, which is like not slow to market, but it's like, just be more specific, be more tactical, be more simplified in your goal and your target setting, and then focus on the ability to execute with quality actions. But like we kind of said in the beginning, it's knowing what good looks like, or maybe we talked about this before we started recording, but it was like the conversation around data, getting the systems built together and capturing the right information and understanding that path. And so kind of on that thought process, where has the conversation changed for you and maybe some of the companies you've worked with over the last 12 months when it comes to the importance of data and creating that efficient process? Yeah. So uh, great question. There's a lot of anecdotal evidence. And by that, I mean, you ask mostly the investor community about how much of sales and marketing spend in in these tech companies is actually productive, right? And it's not uncommon for people to say, I bet at least half of it's completely wasted, right? And I mean, there's some waste that's built in, and I'll tell you why. Optimizing your go-to-market motion or engine or whatever you want to call it, it's a series of iterations we all go through, right? Nobody comes out of the kind of corporate womb and the day your company is born, you have a perfectly honed go-to-market engine, right? So, so you are iterating, which is the same, which somewhat means you're experimenting. By definition, some experiments aren't going to work, right? So, so there's some, some waste that has to happen just because you're going to try some things that don't work. What we've seen is that the companies that tend to be the best, and best meaning the most efficient, probably the least amount of spend that's completely wasted are the ones that are very intentional about this process of iterating. We actually talk about it. In fact, you may see it on my board here. We call it conscious iteration, right? And when we talk to our customers about conscious iteration, we're saying there's a couple key components. 
Number one, you have to model everything. So if you're a $20 million company and your goal is to grow to $26 million company, and let's say you have some retention loss, so you've got to book $8 million of new logo business this year, right? You need to build a detailed plan for that, right? Not just, well, that's 30% higher than last year, so we need 30% more salespeople. Because in this day and age, so much of the buying process happens long before sales pro- salespeople are ever involved, right? And so you've got to be kind of conscious and intentional about codifying your assumptions behind how you will get there. And that could be, well, 20% of our pipeline is going to be generated from paid search. We're going to spend $30,000 a month to, on paid search. We expect the cost per click to be X, which will drive this many leads. Of those 32% of them, we'll actually get into first meetings, first intro discovery meetings, and then model those conversion rates through the whole process. Then you set up your tech stack so that it can precisely measure against those models you've established, right? Because that's when you start, if you think about the scientific method, right? Basically starts with a hypothesis, which to me, our model or our plan is our hypothesis. Then you go off and execute on the experiment and you measure it, right? And then you take the data that comes back from your scientific experiment and you use that as feedback to kind of adjust the hypothesis and you keep iterating. Same concept. And so what's critical beyond these models that you build is to be able to measure with a level of precision that most people don't think about. And so you have to set up the tech stack to be able to do that. But you also have to, I know this is not a well-received thought, but you have to instill some discipline for process compliance, right? And usually some discipline on the sales team to follow certain procedures. Why do you think that's such a hard conversation? I don't know. So many people have always had this mentality. I'm paid to sell, right? And and, and sales leaders, a lot of them have that mentality. And, and that's that's true. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Selling SaaS Podcast. And if you got value from today, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget, we'll be here for you tomorrow so you can learn, grow, and execute in 10 minutes or less.